Welcome to Rave Dad's Diary, the show that explores the globalization of electronic dance music from the perspective of a rural Alberta boy turned raver. I'm your host and resident rave dad, Paul Brooks. Rave Dad's Diary broadcasts on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary at the University of Calgary campus and community radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Siksika, the Pagani, and Kaina First Nations, the Sutina First Nation, and the Stony Nakoda. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Hello! On today's show, I'm speaking with Arlen Smith, General Manager of the Palomino in Calgary. The restaurant and venue has chosen to implement temporary measures requiring guests to show proof of vaccination. However, the establishment is still currently subject to the province of Alberta's liquor curfew, requiring them to end liquor sales at 10 p.m. I'll talk to Arlen and see how that's working out for the venue. I have lots of new music to share with you today, including tracks from Calgary's Loom, Marie Davidson, and more. Stay tuned. I'm starting today's show off with a new one from Montreal's Victor Bon Giovanni. This is the track Gasoline from the forthcoming Dissociator EP. Sitting at a crossroads of genres, this dreamy, sun-drenched track is best described as the sound of summer 2021 in Montreal.
We just heard the track Gasoline by Victor Bon Giovanni. There's a return to rock movement simmering in Montreal's dance music scene. I'm hearing lots of guitars and vocals, and I'm here for it. Here's another track out of Montreal from Marie Davidson and her backing band, Le Oi Nu. This is Persona.
Hello, my name is Ohama, and I grew up on a potato farm in Western Canada, and you're listening to CGSW 90.9. FM CJSW. You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary. My name is Paul Brooks, and we just heard a classic cut from Denial. That was their cover of California Dreamin'. Send that one out to the Republicans in California.
Up next, some music from Calgary's Loom. This is Gone With It.
90.9 FM, CJSW. You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary. My name is Paul Brooks. We just heard the track Gone With It by Calgary producer Loom. Up next, we're going to listen to the track Float, a classic cut from Zombies, Where Were You in 92? And then I'll be speaking with Arlen Smith, GM of Calgary's Palomino Smokehouse, the live music venue and restaurant is requiring folks going to live shows to show proof of vaccination. I'm going to check in with Arlen and see how that's working out. Smith, welcome to Rave Dad's Diary. Thanks for having me, Paul. You had some shows this past weekend, and you've been 
doing live shows at the Palomino. Uh, how did this weekend's events go this past weekend? I mean, this week they went, they went great. You know, like it's for us, it's, it's super nice to be doing live music again. It really helps us keep sane. And, you know, like the one thing that we really missed during the pandemic was arts and uh, culture. And, you know, yeah, I'd love to think that barbecue is a big part of culture, but really it's the live music that sort of makes what we do super enjoyable. Before the lockdowns last year, what kind of frequency were you presenting live music? How many shows roughly a week, a year? You know, we've, for the last 10 years since we took the Palomino over, we do, we've done shows every Friday, Saturday, a minimum of three bands a night, you know, during times when bands are touring and busy, we'll do four or three or four nights of shows a week you know we take part in sled island where we do god i think last time was 70 bands over four days so you know it's a big part of what we do yeah and it uh employs a lot of musicians in the region and also folks that are that are touring through um, so you've put in temporary measures at the Palomino requiring guests to show proof of vaccination. And and I haven't been down for a show yet, but I'm just wondering, how does that work at the door? What does that look like? Well, I mean, we we ask people to show us, you know, proof of vaccination. So be it their hard copy of their uh, completion form from when they got vaccinated or a picture of it or you know, the My Alberta Health ID app. You can pull it up there and, you know, that one's really good because it doesn't actually show your name. Right. But you need all your info to log into the app. So, I mean, yeah, it's a bit of a pain in the ass because the government, I mean, up until today at 8 a.m., hadn't really put together a cohesive way to to show it but you know most people are aware of what they had to do and you know did their research before they came down and really it was pretty easy you've made this decision as a private business this isn't something the government is requiring a growing number of places are bringing in similar policies. We're kind of seeing this patchwork of, of policies that private businesses are, are, are implementing. But currently, most places aren't doing this. I'm just curious, can you tell me about the decision-making process you made as a you know part of the leadership team at the Palomino? Um, how did you come to this decision? Sure. I mean, you know, it's something that we had been thinking on for a while and it's you know it's it's not required to eat in our restaurant because sitting at a table and eating with friends or family is different than being at a rock show you know so we were like okay like rock shows are about standing shoulder to shoulder like we have we have four tables in the basement of the palomino it's it's a venue where we want people to stand up and watch a show so you tend to be straight shoulder to shoulder with like-minded individuals, but you don't necessarily know everybody who's there. 
so for us, the decision was one of safety and, you know, like we, we feel that a room full of fully vaccinated people is safer in the long run than, you know, a room full of people we aren't sure of. And yeah, I would have loved to have seen the government mandate something, but they're lack of leadership has really shown through here in the last 19 months in uh, you mentioned this morning that this new uh thing has become available for albertans where we can more easily access our vaccination data i mean there are our own health records <laughs> so uh is is this something that is going to help you at all does it do anything for you is it enough well i mean it 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 helps anything that makes it easier to you know like a downloadable card is a great idea (laughs) you know and that way you don't have to carry around your original proof of vaccination because if you lose it then you're kind of screwed but uh you know, you look around at what like BC and Quebec have done and their systems are really easy. And even Manitoba with the QR code, like, you know, it's super simple. I mean, the Alberta version isn't rocket science at the, to say the very least, but you know, it's a step in the right direction. What's the response been like from live music fans? Uh, I mean, most people appreciate it. We've had zero issues with real life customers. You know, anyone who's up who hasn't been able to uh, produce it has basically been like, meh, okay, see ya. You know, online, there's been a lot of uh, rhetoric and uh, bile directed at us. But, you know, these are people that don't understand science and uh, tend to just be kind of prickish for lack of a better word. What's the response been like from artists and performers? Uh, Again, been fully positive. Like everyone we've talked to is fully on board with it. We've not lost any bookings because of it. And uh, just like everybody, like if you're fully vaccinated, being in a room full of fully vaccinated people will make you feel safer. You you mentioned that uh, there's been, you know, some some nastiness online <clears throat> and we've seen uh, recently people protesting at hospitals uh, where uh, public policy decisions are not made. Uh but they've also, uh, you know, taken to some restaurants and, and places that have uh, tried to implement policies such as this. Has nothing yet has kind of turned into real world uh, uh, issues for you at this point in time? No, not for us. I mean, <clears throat> it's a lot easier for these people to go protest out front of hospitals or grocery stores, you know, out front of bars. I just think they they don't bother, you know, you get too close, then, you know, we have security staff that will 
ask people to leave. Like we're not afraid to, you know, call the cops on people if they uh, insist on trying to barge in. Like it's, it's, it's different for us than it is at like the safe way. Fair enough. So despite the fact that you have this policy in place now requiring folks who are seeing your live shows to show proof of vaccination, you're still subject to the province of Alberta's current liquor curfew that requires bars and restaurants to end liquor sales at 10 p.m. I I have an idea of what that's doing to your business, but can you describe what that does to your bottom line? Well, I mean, it's not great. You know, for us, I mean, we've pivoted a little bit and, you know, shows start earlier. We finished last call and then the headliner goes on and, uh, you know, but losing four hours of liquor sales always hurts. And, you know, like for, for the Palomino, it hurts, but not quite as bad as, you know, my other restaurant pin bar, which is you know, much more of a night spot. And, you know, 10 o'clock is generally when our night starts. Yep. So, like, you know, Palomino, it certainly has hurt a little bit, but, you know, at Pinbar, it's pretty devastating. Is there anything available for your businesses right now for financial support to uh, make up for this lost revenue and these current restrictions? Um, I mean, the federal government has been great with supporting us throughout this, be it through Factor and, you know, sort of live music support or rent relief or wage subsidy. I mean, without those programs, it would be a bit of a bloodbath for the hospitality industry out there. The city has stepped up and just puts a few a few smaller grants in place to help us once it uh, becomes more viable and safe to do some more live music the way we used to. But provincially, we haven't seen any help from the province in, fuck, 12 months. Pardon my language. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I I did reach out to uh, the UCP and I requested an interview on this subject. Uh, and uh, I, I wanted to speak to Culture Minister Ron Orr. Uh, he is apparently unavailable due to uh, scheduling. I did reach out to the NDP, and uh, we were unable to get something lined up by the time uh, of this broadcast. But I will be speaking to somebody from the NDP on, on a future program. Um, I'm just wondering, what message do you have for the government? What do you need right now in Alberta to get back to showing, uh, uh, presenting live music and, and operating the way you want to? Well, I mean, they should put an exception in, in place for this liquor curfew for, you know, places that are willing to stand by the fact that all their patrons are fully vaccinated. You know, I'd love to see some, some support with stuff like insurance caps and utilities during this pandemic. Like, you know, our insurance is a big part of our monthly costs and it's been the same for the last 18 months. Like our insurance premiums didn't stop while we were shut down for six months. Mm. 
you know, like these are things that are very controllable from, from the government, you know, like these, these are minor, minor solutions. And if they're willing to burn $140 million to help vaccinate folks by giving them hundred dollar gift cards, you know, for less than that, they could probably help out many hospitality locations with uh, some relief on insurance and utilities. You know, I, I, I love the Palomino. I've seen so many amazing shows there. Uh, I love the food. Those are the things that kind of come to mind when I'm thinking about the Palomino. But like, what what are some of the maybe intangible things that you think that uh, venues like the Ta- the Palomino contribute to uh, the the region here in, in Calgary, but also the province? Why why are venues like yours important? Well, I mean, people forget that you know live music has a huge overreach, like. You know, we help develop, we give small bands a place to cut their teeth and you can watch the progression of a band from, you know, a smaller room to the Palomino to Dickens to the Palace to Mac Hall. And all along the way, as these bands grow, so does the amount of people who are employed in these areas grow. You know, people forget about sound people and lighting techs and stagehands. And there's a whole segment of people who've just not been able to work for 18 months. And it's a large amount of people. Like, you know, the hospitality industry, I think, is the largest employer in Alberta. You know, like people talk about oil and gas, but restaurants, hotels, venues like these are places that employ vast numbers of people and uh if they don't help save us there's going to be more unemployment more people looking for work and you know we just want people to be able to get back to work and make a living no doubt tell me about what's happening this upcoming weekend for live music what's what's going on um, this upcoming weekend, we have Friday night, we have Body Lens with Bridgeland and Summer Bruises, which should be a really great show. I'm looking forward to seeing Bridgeland because I, I think they're, they're a band that has come out of the pandemic and formed during the pandemic. So it should be quite exciting to see that. And then Saturday, we're finally getting around to releasing our LP. Every year we put out a record with our favorite sort of locals and uh, people who've played the Palomino in the last year. That record went to print last in February of uh, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got it in March of 2020 and uh, we're finally getting around to releasing it. So Saturday we're having a party. We have seven bands or eight bands playing. When you pay your cover, you get a copy of the LP and uh, while, while supplies last, of course. And it'll be two floors of music and it should be a really great night. Awesome. What time should people show up? Uh, so on Saturday, because of 
pandemic curfews, doors are at 5 p.m. And I think live music starts at 6. And then Friday, doors are at 7 and the first band is on at 8. Awesome. Arlen, thank you so much for speaking with me today and for being a guest on Rave Dad's Diary. I wish you all the best this weekend and uh, into eternity. Let's hope the Palomino uh, gets back to regular late nights of music very soon. I appreciate that, Paul, and I look forward to seeing you at the Palomino here for some live music sometime soon.
90.9 FM, CJSW. You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary. We just heard Hard Feelings with the track Holding On Too Long. That one's going out to everybody doing the right thing. Uh, Hard Feelings is a project I'm really excited about that's coming out November 5th. It's Amy Douglas on vocals and Hot Chips' Joe Goddard doing the production. Uh, Really cool project. Watch for Hard Feelings dropping November 5th. Thank you very much to Arlen Smith from the Palomino Smokehouse in Calgary for being my guest on the show today and talking about what's going on there with the liquor curfew currently in place in Alberta, as well as the proof of vaccination uh, that uh, the Palomino is temporarily requiring right now. Uh, If you want to listen back to this podcast or this show as a podcast, rather, head to Apple Podcasts, look for Rave Dad's Diary, share it with a friend. I'll be back next week. Next week, I have a guest, a special guest, uh, who I had to reach through a nine-hour time difference. Abdallah Tahir is based in Iman, Jordan. And uh, we got to hang out back in, I don't know, 2015, 2016, and work on a couple of shows. Abdallah is going to be telling us about getting smuggled across the border into Palestine to play a DJ gig It involves a rickety ladder and almost getting caught. So tune in next week for that. I'm going to leave you on a new track from The Bug. The album Fire is one of the best releases of the year, in my opinion. This is the track, How About That? Trust. And yeah, yeah, 
I might be weighing at less than a hundred pounds, but I will be damned if you think that talking shit about me won't result in a swing around or some next kind of madness with any eject, y'all. Cause if it gets on top, I play tip for tap cause I'm petty like that non-stop. If a bitch hit me, then I hit it right back and I say it on my chest that what? Say it on my chest that what? Say it on my chest that what? So how about that? to the reference desk. This segment is dedicated to finding odd little gems easily missed in the expansive CJSW library. Today I've pulled out a five-track album from a wildly eclectic group located right here in Alberta. Edmonton's Electric Audrey 2 is a six-piece mashup of rockabilly, country, western, punk, and alternative. Their music is incredibly lighthearted and straight-up humorous most times. In fact, their bio on the Capitol Records website describes them as Silly Billy. Actually, while I've got it pulled up, it's pretty clear that this band doesn't really take anything seriously. Reading their own bio from their website verbatim, it says, They're a dynamic, high-energy group that combines several genres to... Great, now this overview sounds like a generic band bio. High-energy group? Seriously, every rock band in the universe will say that about themselves. Combining several genres? Dynamic? Wow, they must be so unique and special. Anyway, just go listen to our tunes and judge for yourselves and like the crap out of us on Facebook. That kind of candid honesty is actually somewhat refreshing after having read as many band bios as I have making this show. But anyway, on to the music. The opening track to their 2016 album, Garden of Eaton, is definitely their strongest. It's called Chicken Lover, and it's a raucous, nonsensical love letter to, well, chicken. Chicken lover, chicken lover, son of a gun. this pretty humorous interlude. Siri, what's my name? You're a little blank, but you asked me to call you Chicken Lover. Yes, I 
fact, Chicken Lover's music video won a comedy award at the Edmonton Short Film Festival in 2017. You can find it on YouTube. Moving along. The second track, Winning and Losing, lulls you into a gentle country ballad vibe. Lyrically, the song stands out as having a somewhat more serious message of disregarding the pursuit of luxury. It also has some pretty nice instrumentation. back to the slightly silly side of things. Track three, Carnival Snacks, feels like a descent into a mad circus. Based on the song's somewhat more explicit lyrics, the very gentle dip into metal tone for a moment, and the other on-the-dot style changes, I would not be surprised if somebody in Electric Audrey 2 was a fan of Mr. Bungle. So if you happen to be into that band, Carnival Snacks is the song for you on this album. Certainly is for me. Track 4, Downbound Feeling, brings things back into a more typical rockabilly country feel. While it lacks the chaos that makes Chicken Lover and Carnival Snacks so fun to listen to, it makes up by having a pretty strong vocal hook and a catchy vocal melody. Downbound Feeling has this lovely trumpet solo. Final track on the album brings back the really high energy and is summed up quite nicely with this sound effect that precedes the track. <laughs> While 
while it's the shortest track on the album, what it lacks in length, it certainly makes up for with zest. Zest. 